again. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. The biggest pop culture movement since the Beatles, $22.5 billion at the box office, and we found the one guy who doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. With two fellow MCU nerds to help guide his hand along the way, one thing is for certain, we're with him until the end of the line. Welcome to Colin Brain versus the MCU. On your left. Hello and welcome to your favourite podcast designed for your ear holes. And welcome back to part two of our Avengers Endgame special. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, I definitely and obviously recommend going back and giving that one a listen. It's a cracker of an episode. That's a guess because we're actually still technically recording it. We just had a tiny little toilet break and we're continuing. (laughs) But it feels good so far to say the least. Before we begin, Rob, can I ask a favour? Yep. Can you create me a little jingle, please? Oh. What's the what's the assignment? A jingle called George's Story of the Day. Um. Now sit down, Sonny Jim. <laughs> it's George's Story of the Day. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Thanks, Rob. Well, because thanks to this damn podcast, any time I go somewhere and something even remotely funny or strange happens to me, I can't help but always think, I'm saving that for the pod. (laughs) So I've sent over a little video clip of something to Rob because I record this podcast in terms of video for you guys on my phone, so I can't play it myself. So I'm going to ask Rob to play something in a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah. This has nothing to do with Marvel. This has nothing to do with the MCU. I just found it very funny. So has anyone seen the film Old School? With Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn. Yes. Can you remember that incredible moment at the end of the film? I think there's a wedding and there's this wedding singer singing a song. And he's, he puts the word fuck or fucking in there in the, in the song lyrics. Have you? Can you yeah, remember yeah. that bit? Yeah, that, I remember that band. They used to pop up in a few comedies That's and they uh, do that. Yes, the song yeah, is like... Yeah. I forget what they're called now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I need you now tonight... He's like, I fucking, I fucking need, need you more, more than, than yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And he'll give <laughs> yeah, this yeah. little bit of a look of being like, yeah. no, surely not. <laughs> I was walking around a market town in Suffolk called Bury St. Edmunds. And Bury. it was rammed. I'm not joking. There must have been three or 4,000 people there. I've never seen it that busy. It was market day as well. And I'm standing in a queue to um, get a bit of street food for lunch. And this busker pops up in the middle of these thousands of people and starts singing a couple of songs. He's pretty good. Well, literally pops up. He literally pops up out of the sewer. Mr. Ben. Out of the sewer, guitar in hand. (laughs) As if if by magic, (laughs) a busker appeared. He plays like two or three songs. Um, He's pretty good. He plays one song and it's um, I'm a Believer by, is it The Monkees? The Monkees, yeah. And I had my own old school moment when suddenly... I'm sitting there singing along to myself and I look around at everyone being like, did he just do that? Did he sing that? Am I going mad? No one else seemed to pick up on it. So I'm going to ask. So I thought, right, I think this the the chorus is coming up again. I'm going to record this and see if I can pick up on it. I would like Rob to play it through the mic and hopefully the quality is good enough so you guys can hear it and see if you catch maybe my old school moment in there. Now, Colin, did you hear that? 
I didn't catch any of that. Rob, did you okay. hear that? I did, which is is rare for me <laughs> with my my ears. So then, Rob, could you maybe tell me, am I going mad or not? No, you're not. He definitely said, and she sat on my face. <laughs> no, I'm a believer. There are families oh, everywhere. There are kids in prams. They, like I said, this is a family day. And it, he starts singing, I'm a believer, and it's getting very good. And then um, I suddenly hear, and she sat on my face. <laughs> now I'm a believer. And I'm looking around and I'm like, is it me? <laughs> And um, thank you, Busker. You made my day. That's amazing. Yes. Stay classy, Barry St. Edmunds. Stay classy. Oh, yeah. So then, yes, like I said, absolutely nothing to do with Marvel or the MCU. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, that's that's going on the pod. <laughs> nice. So are we ready to jump straight back into Avengers Endgame? Oh, yes. Let's go. Let's go. So Banner, Lang, Rogers and Stark time travel to New York during Loki's attack in 2012. At this... Oi! Oh, he done it again. Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) He got you that time. Yeah, he got me. In a deleted scene planning the heist, they're talking about the Battle of New York, and uh, Rocket asks how long they were fighting for. Cap replies, just a couple of hours. And Rocket laughs and yells, hours? These are the crappiest army in the whole galaxy. All you had to do was blow up the mothership. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Love that. Um... Mm, Tell tell your reaction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was reading ahead. Love I'm that. reading ahead. I've got so much to do and read. <laughs> Did a Chris Tarrant laugh. Very good. Very good. No, I actually, I do appreciate that. I do appreciate Don't want to give that. you that. So, at the Sanctum Sanctorum, Banner convinces the Ancient One to give him the Time Stone after promising to return the various stones to their proper points in time. At Stark Tower, Rogers retrieves the Mind Stone from the Hydra Sleeper Agents, but Stark's and Lang's attempts to steal the Space Stone fails. Uh, oh, I'm so close to it. Allowing 2012 Loki to escape with it. There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Audio commentary facts. And she sat on my face. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Audio commentary fucking facts. Um, so in that scene, we see um, Alexandra Pierce, don't we? Mm. Yeah, he's the big bad of Winter Soldier. He comes mm. back. And as declared by the horse whisperer himself, Robert Redford, that was his last acting performance. Oh. Yep. Mm. He, he's okay. retired after that, yeah. Huh. And he was um, in a weird little Avengers movie having a couple of lines, bless him. But um, yeah, mm. he's, he's great. Well, I was hoping that would be his, your backup trivia. Probably uh, a decent paycheck still. Though. Oh, he definitely got paid. But I would recommend to anyone, I think the thing he filmed just before this, which was meant to be his last film, is a film called The Old Man and the Gun. Watch it, it's incredible. So I love this whole sequence that I just said. You know, it's our first little heist and I think we get so many fun moments, you know. We get to see the end of the first Avengers movie seen from a different perspective. We've got Cap fighting Cap. Um, Also, Captain America pretending to be a Hydra agent in order to get the scepter from the other Hydra agents is incredible. To some really cool Loki moments too. Um, So were any of those like a particular highlight to you at all, Colin? Yeah, uh, this scene, uh, well, everything you've just said, this was a a real fun part for me. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy uh, him pretending to like he says a line doesn't he about he just all he does is say like he oh, says hail, hail yeah, he hydra says, and they hand yeah, it over it, yeah because it, yeah, that, it was, that was nice beat for beat almost like winter soldier mm. of him getting in the lift and mm-hmm. then and yeah, you think yeah, oh yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, fight yeah. him again 
but all he does is like, no, I'll, I'll take the scepter now. And they're like, um, no, no, we've got it. And he's like, it's okay. Hail Hydra. And they're like, oh, yes, yours. Yeah, brilliant. That was so That was good. a big thing in the comics as well, that they turned Cap into okay. a, a Hydra agent, mm. basically. It's, it's quite a famous image of him just saying, hail Hydra. Oh, right. And yeah, for, for a while, it was a big, big thing. Yeah, That's nice. And it was cool seeing Loki as well. Yeah. Like, so it's nice seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wasn't expecting to see him pop up. Like, I, you know, I never would have guessed we would have seen more of Loki yeah. at any point. So, so we didn't in this, lie. Uh, film. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But hold on. The if Lo- he's 2012 Loki and he's now leaving with a. Like, well, this is the thing with all this time travel mm. bollocks. Like, does that mean that he's now off somewhere? So, with, obviously, Loki died in Infinity War. And we were all very sad about that. Now, yes, as you've said, at the end of this sequence, um, Hulk bursts out the doors at the bottom of the um, Stark Tower and the Tesseract goes flying out of the briefcase and slides just in front of 2012 Loki. Yeah. He picks it up and he vanishes and then it's never talked about for the rest of yeah, the nothing. film. Um, do we, where, is he going to pop up somewhere else or some? Well, I mean, I know there's a show. Next time. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah, our yeah. first next time baby in a while. We haven't had next time in a while. We haven't had no. that one, have we? That's a big <sighs> next time baby. So next time baby, Loki right. is dead. Two thousand twelve Loki is now okay. somewhere else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is anyone ever really dead in these films? <laughs> well, Stark is dead. Stark is dead. Yeah. Well, is he? No, I, I, I think so. Peter Parker was. Yep. Uh. Much like Peter Parker was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Rob. It's if just... we watch a fucking Spider-Man film and there's a scene of him sitting down at a table with friggin' Daredevil nope. from, uh, I'm I'm gonna nope. just I'm gonna end the recording. Daredevil season session, three, and I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. The trust will be gone. No, I'm I, I, I'm cool with that because it's no, never gonna joking. happen. Um, I'm only joking. It's all good. So, Rob, like, like we just said, it's a, it's this great stretch of incredible moments. So, any highlights from you as well into, from this sequence? Don't listen to him, Cap. That's America's ass. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Lang continues his obsession and admiration for Steve Rogers. Yeah, also, there's a... Um, I like in the alleyway after they've lost the stone, he's, like, frustrated and he's, like, yelling at Stark, like, you never wanted to do the time heist, you never wanted to do this, that, that. And he's also, like, that frustration sort of passes on to how he's talking to Cap. And he's like... He's like, Steve, I'm Cap, 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 Captain America. Like he like, forgets himself and sort of puts the politeness back in. Mm-hmm. And he also says, um, Tony, I'm going inside you now when he climbs into yes. his chest piece, which is a, mm. a gross image. Yeah, I like, I like all that stuff. I like the, I could do this all day. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love that moment. <laughs> Even present day Cap is sick of his shit. Yeah. Love it. It's it's cool because you do see different fighting styles. Obviously, he uses his, his knowledge against him by saying the whole thing about Bucky and all yeah. that. I just wish like we saw more Cap's fighting style from Winter Soldier because like he is more trained and advanced than that version of Cap. Like I yeah. wish he had done that that kick he does to that guy who goes <laughs> flying off the boat. <laughs> yeah. I just want Cap to do that to everyone. If you had that in your arsenal, you would do that to everyone, <laughs> wouldn't you? Hoof <laughs> people off the edge of things. Yeah, I love that whole sequence as well because I mean. I love that the past Cap thinks he's fighting Loki because, of course, that makes us the only kind of logical sense at that point. Um, and they set it up by showing Loki doing an impression yes, of him yeah. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And, yeah, how he distracts him with Bucky as alive completely works because we know by now what makes these characters tick as well. And it all ends it on that perfect 
the 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 cherry on top is present day Cap looking down at his past unconscious self and saying. <laughs> That is America's ass. It's so good. <laughs> it shows how far he's come yes. from the, the, the Steve Rogers that would call people up on their language and mm-hmm. things like that. Yep. But what I like about Steve Rogers in this film, this is going back a bit, but in that scene with him and Natasha early on, and she's like so down on her luck kind of thing and like feeling crappy. And he goes, you know what? I was on the way over here. I saw some whales swimming in the Hudson. And she's like, you about to tell me that, yeah, this could all be for the better. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a bad habit. I can't shake yeah. it kind of thing. Like he's always trying to be that optimistic guy. Yeah. But yeah, you can see growth from the first film he was in. He's, you know, he's modernised a bit with his sort of language yeah. and how relaxed he is. Definitely. Yeah. And then so on to plan B, Rogers and Stark travel to Camp Lehigh in 1970, where Stark obtains an earlier version of the Space Stone and then encounters his father, Howard. Steve Rogers steals Pym particles from Hank Pym in order to return to the present, but then spies on his lost love, Peggy Carter. This is, for me, where the tears start during Endgame. I've got to be honest. So we get, you know, some nice little callbacks to Captain America and the Winter Soldier um, with the the, the army base. Uh, we get a brief, 90, a brief glimpse of 1970s Hank Pym, and obviously Stark... You didn't open it, did you? <laughs> and obviously so Stark meeting his father. There was something else that I saw in oh, that sequence. Of course, yeah, I wonder what that could it be. started the sequence, actually. It was uh, this car's driving along, you see the bumper sticker says, Nuff said, and I'm sad to say, this is the last time I will say, Excelsior! Yeah. Stan Lee. Well, they, it was quite nice. He, he joined past and he says, like, make make love, not war. <laughs> and um, they took a really old, famous picture of him from, like, the 70s where he had a big collar and this sort of, like, half mullet-y kind of hair doing a big, you know, big tash. And that's what they used as the basis for yep. his look in that scene. And it's, obviously, if, you, if you'd known what his last one was going to be, it's not the most sort of poignant or yeah. iconic of them, but... It, yeah, it's uh, it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and obviously, this all continues with Steve Rogers finding Peggy Carter, but you know, choosing to keep his distance. So, Colin, was this all still kind of working for you at this point? Like, you, I, I assume you enjoyed the moment where, as you've mentioned, Tony met Howard, his father. Oh yeah, this was great, man. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, again, just another example of how fantastic Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. is in the role of Tony Stark because. I mean, you know, he's always had that the kind of dad issues or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and he just played it so well. Mm-hmm. Like it was, we've said it a lot uh, when, well, yeah, we've mentioned it in the past about what makes an act an actor good or bad. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not what they say; it's like their mannerisms and their, and you know their their presence on screen yeah. or whatever. And some of those, the some of the dialogue between those two, like mm-hmm. he almost really jumped was, out of his skin. When Howard mentions, "Oh, my wife's expecting," and he's like, yeah, "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then it just builds and builds and builds, and you know, ends with it ends with a hug. Right? And he says, he, he "Thank you, him, like, thank a massive you. hug." And then after "thank you," he quickly yeah. says, um, "For for your service or something like that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for your service to this country. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that was that was spot. It was spot on that scene. because Howard was obviously we know this from previous Iron Man films. He was very strict, and they they had mm-hmm. they had a tough relationship and what that must mean to for tony to hear howard say i'm terrified 
Like, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to muck this yeah. up. Yeah. Just gives you a whole... It must have just given him a whole new... A whole different perspective on, mm. you know, the relationship with his dad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a mm. mental thing. Like, if you've grown up your entire life and had a, a, an idea in your head of what your dad was like and you managed to be able to go back in time and actually mm-hmm. have a conversation like that mm-hmm. with them while they're expecting a, a, their yeah. first child, or I guess first child, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just a, a, a very good... A good use of time travel, I would say. Yeah. Like that—that's that's a great way to do yeah. it for for character development. Anyway, you know, yeah. I, I think that's uh, yeah, yeah. No, no complaints on that. I was I, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying good. it. Good, uh, Rob. I have a feeling I don't even need to ask you, but I'm I'm assuming this scene worked for you. Yeah, I love this stuff. I, I love that they kind of managed to somehow set this up as well. Like this again, all the jigsaw pieces for all these films, twenty one films, because in Iron Man two he gets given this all these dossiers and all of his dad's old files and things and he reads through all this research about the Tesseract and all this stuff and even, obviously, Cap 1, the first Cap film, we find that he's found the Tesseract at the bottom of the ocean and yep. that he's linked all this stuff. So, of course, he would know that it should be in this place and his dad would be there and all this stuff. It's just really clever and even down to the fact that when you see in previous films Tony's date of birth... It is six days before they go back, before that point. Jesus. They go to. Mm. Or six days after yeah. he is yeah. born, from the point they go to in the film. <laughs> it's really clever, really, like, attention to detail. It's brilliant. And I love the bit when he's like, um, you know, he, he gave me the odd pearl of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And he says about, like, no no um, amount of money ever brought back a, a second of time. And it's oh, so good. Yeah. So, so good. And also, there's a little cheeky, uh, an Easter egg, an Easter egg, but this one's not made of chocolate. Oh, my God. <laughs> God's sake. That was fucking fantastic. Stop encouraging it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you thought the camera lingered on someone a little too long there, Colin. At the end of that scene, we see um, Tony Stark with, I mean, Howard Stark with his driver. And he says, come on, Jarvis. Yeah, so Jarvis yeah, yeah, being yeah. the name of the the AI. Yeah. Well, in the comics, that Jarvis was an actual butler. And obviously, they adapted that for mm. the uh, the films. But also, so they sort of said, "Oh, well, it's Howard's butler," and that's why he named his AI after after him. But he was also in Agent Carter, the um, TV series that span off from the MCU telling some early stories of uh, which we may get to at some she point. She had her own spin-off. Oh. Um, she had a spin-off, really? two series. But it um, wasn't in, Disney? It wasn't MCU vibes? Or it, it, was, it, is, or? It, it is canon in the MCU. Okay. You see you see sort of her after Steve went in the ice, you see what happens to her next and the startings of S.H.I.E.L.D. and things like that. Um, Dominic Cooper's in it as Howard Stark and that actor, wow. James Darcy, is in it as Jarvis. Do you think we'll end up getting around to watching that? Though? Yeah, at one point. I mean, I it's, some point. it's not the yeah. first like it's not vital, official yeah. MCU TV show. It was something okay. where like a network would take it on and be like, "Hey, can we can we do this with the characters?" And Disney would be like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it wasn't necessarily under the same sort of umbrella no. as as the main no. stuff. It's and, got and a lot these... of the same producers involved. Mm-hmm. So I think Louis Desposito, who we've talked about before, he, I think he was maybe even directed the an Agent Carter one-shot. Like, you know, those little short yep. films that come with... They came with the Blu-rays. Okay. And there was her just going off on a, a mission, basically. And then that is what turned into the series. Mm. And uh, he was, you know, heavily involved in producing that as well. So mm. 
the M- MCU sort of productive. It was ABC. I just remember it was ABC. That was ABC, was it? And then yeah. I mean, we might as well tell him, shall we? Tell him about the other ABC show. Yeah. So um, yeah, so there was another show. De- debuted a few years before this, uh, uh, many years before this. Just after Avengers yeah, 1. Yeah, and it was called okay. um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where... Oh, that rings a bell, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it would take a look at these various, I think a group of about five or six agents, and every episode it would be like a mission of the week sort of thing. A lot of okay. the time they would go cleaning up after other Marvel movies and stuff like that. I think the first episode they find a bit of like Chitawi, um hardware or equipment or weapons from the first Avengers mm. movie and stuff like that. The lead of the show was Agent Coulson, which is weird considering he died in Avengers one Mm. and it's treated as a mystery during the show as to why the hell is colson here and is this colson yeah and it was very good it was quite it was very clever i think nick fury um samuel l jackson actually cameos Mm. in one episode as well um but what would happen is obviously because they were trying to write this show along with all the films obviously what happened a couple of years later was marvel suddenly came out with winter soldier where half of S.H.I.E.L.D. turned out to be Hydra, yeah, which then yeah, yeah. really terrified the writer's room at the time. But it completely made the show for the better because then they suddenly looked at these five, six main characters that we'd been building up for about two, three seasons and then suddenly went, fuck it, let's make half of them Hydra agents. Yeah, and it completely nice. propelled the show. Um, so yeah, they they wow. never... in And did it go down well with the fans? Yeah, yeah, well... George is like, yeah, no, no, it's fucking fantastic. Um, And then Rob's like, hold on. (laughs) It's 22 episodes. So, although George is mentioning some some high points, each series is very long. There's a Mm. lot of filler. It's not like the sort of MCU Disney Plus shows in that they are as long as the story needs to be for the most part. Just, yeah, 22 episodes per season. It's about seven series of it. So, there's a lot Mm. of it. Wow. I've not seen all of it. I'd like to at some point. Yeah, It falls into... uh, The first episode's directed, I think, by Joss Whedon. It's definitely written by him. And it it feels like a Joss Whedon kind of like Buffy-type show. Mm. And depends what your mileage is on those kind of shows, I guess. I think I've seen like... I got to like the fourth series. Yeah, me too. I think I got to about three or four. And I I guess now, now that Disney Plus have started doing yeah. the there is MCU no more shows. abc shows does that mean that there's and and the obviously they did the netflix run of stuff as well like is it just now disney are like no one else is yeah allowed these? yeah net um net disney um would played a part in i think convincing netflix to cancel all of their shows so there's no wow. luke cage on netflix anymore there's no daredevil or iron fist jessica jones they're just not they're even all, on there anymore. No, they're not, not on netflix, netflix disney brought it all back Plus. So it's now on Disney Plus and they stopped them from making any more. ABC lost the rights and stuff like that. So it was only after this phase they were like, right, we're going to make our own TV shows now so no one else can. So, yeah, Mm. it's uh, it's going to get interesting soon. Went wildly off topic there. No, 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 it was good. I I like that. We've been been wanting to tell you that for a while. Mm. So, meanwhile, Rocket and Thor travel to Asgard in 2013. Rocket extracts the reality stone from Jane Foster, whilst Thor gets encouragement from his mother, Frigga, and attempts his and retrieves his old mother hammer. Frigga. So difficult not to say mother Frigga and just say his mother, Frigga, <laughs> and retrieves his <laughs> old hammer, Mjolnir. 
Now, Barton, Romanoff, Nebula and Rhodes travel to 2014. Nebula and Rhodes go to Morag and steal the Power Stone before Peter Quill can. Now, whilst Barton and Romanoff travel to Vormir, the, Sto- the Soul Stone's keeper, Red Skull, reveals it can only be acquired by sacrificing a loved one. Romanoff sacrifices herself, allowing Barton to get the stone. Colin, one thing I think we all might have said in the Infinity War episode, that it was a bit of a shame that Scarlett Johansson didn't get too much to do. Mm. Does she get enough to do here in Endgame? And again, are we sad to see her go? Yeah, most definitely sad to see her go. I I think the the scene of her and... um... Clint yeah. doing the back and forth of, mm. that was fantastic. You I mean, literally never know a, quite where it's going to exactly. go. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I think I think you said at the beginning of part one of this is that actually that was more of an that was more of a fight sequence they or were, something. First, when they arrived they, there, they were meant to start the discussion of who's going to take the jump, and then one of Thanos's armies would attack. So they'd be fighting oh, whilst okay, also okay. discussing who who does oh, okay, it. Okay, and they okay, found yeah, that yeah, it just yeah. it drained the emotion because you were too busy focusing on all mm. the action, and it works much more when it's just a discussion. There's a great moment where they're both talking about it. They they, they realise they're both. I think yeah. we're both talking about different. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that it was a it was a great moment. Um, it was sad. It was sad to see her go. And big moments happen at that little spot. Yeah, didn't they? jeez, with old yeah. uh, Red Skull. Yeah. Um, seeing popping up again was was cool. But yeah, I mean it, that that even though it's a very um, you know obviously CGI ridden. Uh, environment they've created there there is an element of sort of darkness to yeah. it that they've done really well mm. i think like you know something you know is is gonna happen yeah yeah, and, yeah yeah and the back and forth between natasha and clint mccall and i mean i wasn't sure which one of them was gonna <laughs> go if i'm honest with you i mean i knew obviously one of them was gonna go and yeah. i think i would have been sad either way only because uh, like hawkeye was just about like he was a he was a new guy to me at that yeah. point where I was like oh he looks cool he, I want to see mm. more of him but it would have been sad to see him go but yeah I, I would not have expected Black Widow to be yeah. gone man like if I think you asked me at the end of the Captain Marvel episode of like do I think anyone's gonna die mm. and I don't even think Natasha's name even came no. up it would would not have been. and also I think I. I'm pretty sure that I've, we've already spoken about this. Is a, there is a? I do remember seeing a, a Black Widow uh, promo on a bus. Yep. I don't know if it's a mm. film or a TV show, or whatever. So I guess because of that, I'm thinking that she's not going to go. But maybe that's a pre yeah. pre prequel. prequel, prequel. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll say that much that it's which she's, actually she's dead. Yeah, yeah, and and if it's a prequel, I'm I'm super mm-hmm. excited for that because I find her character and and the backstory yeah. and the little bits that we have been told over About the, the what the she calls the red twenty one films and how she got trained. Yeah, yeah, you're <clears throat> sounding like she comes from some pretty traumatic. You're gonna have uh, some gaps uh, filled uh, in you know, soon, happenings. sir. Yeah, so so no, um, it was good. Did she have? I can't really remember what else she had to do up until that point. Really, was was there any other big moments for her? Uh, like this Rob one, mentioned, was... I like I really like the chat between her and um, Steve about the world and what it's like and how mm. you know how she's coping throughout it all. And she like she gets the moment where she goes to get um, Clint as well and things like that. So for what she does get. I think she absolutely nails yet again. She's one of the strongest performers yeah. in the MCU. I, I like that before they all set off on the time heist, the last thing she says to everyone as a group is... See you in a minute. Sad, isn't it? Yeah. That uh, absolutely nothing to do with Avengers, but that's just reminded me of this story, um, if you're humour me. Go. Mm-hmm. Relating to my dad and my granddad. 
So it's not my dad's dad, it's my mum's dad. And they, I mean, my dad loves photography. My granddad did too. And he used to work abroad and he, you know, would come back every now and then. And um, they always used to try and get impromptu sort of photos of each other. Just sort of like try and get a natural sort of not posed photo. Mm. And he was, he was saying these goodbyes. He's gone to the car and my dad's run upstairs with his camera. He's taken, a, he's leant out the window and he's got a picture of my granddad's spotted him. Go, oh, you bastard. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my dad looked down, there's no, no camera in the film. And he went, ah, oh, fuck it. He was like, I'll get you next time. But my granddad died while he was away working abroad. So he oh, never, no. it just reminded me of that moment. I don't know why now I suddenly connected that. Oh, yeah, that, that kind of reminds me of this sort of, uh, the, yeah. the tragedy of those moments where you sort of expect there, you know, to be all the time in the world and it's not always the case. Yeah. And I, and I bet on a rewatch as well, watching it back and hearing that line before they go in, knowing mm. that she goes, it's, it must it's hit her so smile much during that sequence. She's so yeah. happy they're all together. She's so happy yeah. and excited during the, in that. And moment. her and Clint, yeah. when they're going there, they're on the ship and they're like, mm. "This this feels a billion miles away from Budapest." Like, mm. and they're so yeah. happy and excited. There's so many nice moments with the awe of space as well, like that beautiful shot of Steve's eye widen as he, they go into hyperspace for the first time and be yeah. like, Cody, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's a shame that we won't see her in any of the later films, though. Like, if I'm, the more I think about it now, I'm glad that she does get her own standalone film or TV show. But yeah, I mean, to think that she's not going to pop up in... I mean, I don't have a clue what the hell happens after this. So it's, 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 it's kind of good in a way that you know that we are going to get a, a prequel movie because mm. what they what the the reason Tony gets this big old send off at the end of the film mm. is yeah because they knew that obviously Robert Downey Jr. this was him done yeah but they knew that there was something Black Widow coming up soon and that was going to be a prequel yeah to fill in some gaps but treat that as the send off okay so that's why she doesn't get much at okay, the end of this yeah, film yeah. she's going to get she's going to get a moment yeah and did anyone know that that was happening before this film came out was it how many films ahead did you know at this point cuz i know- knew there was a prequel coming you did yeah okay yeah. cool but that obviously was announced i think to do exactly what it's done for you and yeah and sort of not make people suspect that was <laughs> yeah. what was going to happen yeah. yeah yeah there's a lovely moment where um, Hulk says to Steve, like right near the end, he's like, I really tried. I really tried to bring her back. And he's like, yeah. I miss her. I really miss her so much. And it's like, that's fucking great. Yeah, so everyone's sort of pre-snap. I will, I'm sure we'll get to it later, mm. is still gone. So like, obviously Natasha's gone. Vision. Gamora's still dead, even though we've now got another version mm. of Gamora Somewhere. sort of hanging around now. And and obviously you'd be happy to hear Vision is still dead. Hey. Uh, we've got we've got Wonder back at last. Um, anyway, we so um, one little thing as well. Obviously in that Asgard sequence, we see Natalie Portman, and I'm sure maybe they get into it in the audio commentary. But she actually didn't re- she didn't return for the film. Anytime we see her, if we see her from behind, it's a body double. And anytime we actually see her face, it's taken from other like B-roll footage from For the Dark World. Mm. Huh. They just sort of put, when she gets up out of that bed and Rocket then sneaks up behind her, that was just a shot of her waking up in Asgard huh. after passing out and then they just put Rocket in there. Put it in it's, Rocket. Yeah, it's quite, quite clever. That is good. Yeah. yeah, I like it. There's there's one thing I want to mention, but it's, it's kind of going back on something um, that we talked about earlier in the Camp Lehigh stuff. He's um, mm-hmm. talking 
Howard starts talking about Tony's mum craving sauerkraut. And uh, on the audio commentary facts, Howard Stark um, is carrying that because Marcus McFeely's mum was what that's what she craved when she was pregnant with him, and he wanted to do a little nice. honour to uh, to his mum. Very nice bit of trivia there. I'm not sour about that. One. <laughs> a little bit of a um, little bit of Colin Brain trivia, if anyone cares. Um, of course, my yeah, mum. One of my mum's um, cravings while she was pregnant with me was. Pickled onions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's half expecting you to say apple and peanut. No, 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 no. Pickled onions. <laughs> My mum's was pork pies, apparently, which is very telling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I couldn't answer mine. So, Rhodes and Nebula attempt to return to their own time, but Nebula is incapacitated when her cyber- cybernetic implants link with her past self gets complicated here, allowing 2014 Thanos to learn of his future self's success and the Avengers attempt to undo it. 2014 Thanos sends 2014 Nebula forward in time to prepare for his arrival. So then I guess it turns out, Colin, we do have a villain for this film and And it's it's Thanos again. Um, So do they do enough to keep him interesting as a villain this time or was it a case of here we go again? I don't I don't necessarily think that Thanos was like I don't know man I'm still a bit unsure of how I feel about it to be to be totally mm. honest with you I think he played a obviously an integral part to the film because it's that sort of you know who's going to get there first and now he knows that they're coming yeah. and this that and the other but it definitely wasn't on the same level as as Infinity War and I feel like having it back to back so quite so f- close in the in the films it yeah i don't know i honestly i'm still a little bit unsure i I liked what comes later i like the fact that we saw some you know which is normally a bit of a negative for me some of the action stuff that happens towards the end i felt like that was you know because we didn't see so many you know we we had some big moments with the 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 ogs getting to have a go with Mm -hmm. him and stuff like that so so i understand that it was it was nice to have him in the film again so you can sort of somewhat use him more and and give the fans or the, you know some yep. more moments with all of the other crews but mm-hmm. but yeah I don't know man there's something about like I, I wasn't expecting this to happen and I think there was there was yeah. like an underlying sort of I don't want to say disappointment because that's way more negative than it was but there was this sort of thing of like oh okay so we're getting he so so he's back and now he's you know, I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah, yeah Rob, go on. Um, I find, I, actually more on this rewatch, there was little things I noticed that I'm glad they made him somewhat different because mm. Infinity War Thanos is obviously wiser, but he's also got some weird kind of honour, like he sort of says to... Um, Tony, it's like, you know, pe- I hope your people remember you. And he's just this weird sort of like, you know, he doesn't lie and he's... Whereas there's there's mm. several moments, and we'll get into it, I guess, in the final battle, where he he does real, like, sort of dirty tactics, like mm. getting his, you know, friendly fire on his troops just to get him out of a bind or, you know... Yeah, take... the second he's in, he realises he's in a bit of trouble... He's like, just fire everything. They're like, what about the troops? He's like, just fucking fire yeah, everything. Yeah. So he's he's definitely like a... More like the sort of like barbarian kind of... Rather than the sort of like 
monk who believes his own mission kind of thing. This is this is someone who's still going out there trying to do it manually by sort of destroying half a planet's with, with armies and things yeah. like that, he hasn't got the stones The first yet. time we see him in this, he kind of phases onto their ship, doesn't he? And he's he's obviously come from a battle. He's got that double-bladed sword mm. and he's, he's covered in blood yeah. and he takes the helmet off. So he's this is more like a war It's battle, definitely a yeah, more villainous villain, isn't it? Because I don't, I don't mm. think the argument could be there the same as saying, you know, you agree with his intentions at this point. Yeah. He's way he's more... He's a brick, yeah. Yeah, he's just being a, a mean motherfucker. Not, I mean, he's... A, He's pretty prickish in Infinity War, but yeah, he's he's there's less nuance to him. He's more just, well, yeah. until I get the stones, I'm just gonna yeah, absolutely exactly. batter everyone, mm-hmm. um, and you know wipe out half of planets that way. Yeah. So, um, Colin, I feel like I asked this during every villain yes. time. Are we going to see? Uh, are we going to see him again? And would you like to? I don't. I don't think we need to see him again. We're getting to the point where me and Rob might not know the answers <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I I must admit, I am very. I'm. A, I'm at a loss to know what the hell happens after this because this did feel mm-hmm. like such a a finale. Yeah, 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 it felt like it was wrapped up, and I, I, I can, I can make some uh, predictions on some of the ne- like the characters that we're seeing, maybe some of the films you might see. But in terms of like actual mm-hmm. story and and where it goes, yeah. and you know, what are the next villains and and. Do do yeah. we like what part of the friggin' universe are we even going to be in from this point on? So there's a lot of unanswered yeah. questions. So do we see Thanos again? I mean, look, I'm not going to put it. Uh, well, there's a chance we might we could see any of these guys again, regardless. You know, and I think this mm-hmm. film kind of proves that point. <laughs> you know, like yeah. with, with with a lot that we did see, but yeah, I, I don't care to care to see him again. I think I think I mean he's been in two of what might, could arguably be two of the biggest MCU films, especially up to this mm-hmm. point. Um, and I think I think that's enough. Yeah, take from this what you want mm-hmm. or what you will. But do I think Thanos is the best villain in the MCU? Uh, yes, by a mile. Do I want to see him again in the MCU? No, I think we're good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't need we, to. Yeah, just... we've done what we we we've done what we can do with Thanos, exactly. and let's move on. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that one. Jesus, yeah, I know. Jesus okay. Christ. Um... <laughs> I'm more interested in his legacy being the villain going for yes. like what he did mm. and the repercussions of it being that he's still around it's like if you're if well, he is an abuser um mm-hmm. the scene and how he acts with his daughters but it's the idea of having someone that's um treated you abusively they could die they could go out of your life and they cannot be around for god knows how long you can never see mm-hmm. them for rest of your life but there's still part of them that is there in the room with you and i think that yeah is what i you know i I think that's what he needs to be. Yeah, I think the the legend of him can be spoken about throughout the you know films to come. That would be nice as a little yeah. throwback reminder. But I mean, we've had these, although they didn't really do the best job building him up throughout these films, like to when to you know to when we did see yeah. him, there was still that underlying of Thanos, Thanos, Thanos for twenty yeah. odd films, and now we've had the film. So like, man, we don't need any more. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, we've had yeah. it now. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I like what you said, Rob. Like, I, I, I like maybe taking a look at his legacy or the damage he's done to the universe, even though he's gone now. In, you know, obviously we had five years of 50% of the entire universe vanished into thin air, mm. gone. What then happens to the world when everyone returns might be just as interesting as what happened to the mm. world when they went. I would be very interested to see that as well 
Maybe next time, baby. Um, so, next time, baby. Uh, <laughs> next time, baby. Uh, reuniting in the present, the Avengers place the stones into a gauntlet that Stark, Banner, and Rocket have built. I've got to say that Rocket shouting "bang" as they are creating the Boom. gauntlet is amazing. Yeah, that was good. Boom. <laughs> Boom! Brilliant. Um, having the most resistance to the radiation, Banner wields the gauntlet and reverses. Thanos's disintegrations. Colin, at the end of Infinity War, you said that you'd be a bit pissed if they brought everyone <laughs> back, and me and Rob got very scared. Um, but do they do enough to reverse that frame of mind? Like, do you forgive them? Uh, well, I mean, I I was never convinced enough to to be yeah. annoyed. To be honest, I've, I I, yeah. I would have been very very surprised if we didn't have everyone come back. I just would have been. Um, so. Yeah. I don't know if it's as it's a forgiveness thing or not. I think, like I probably said in the Infinity War one, is that even just having the idea in my head that that wasn't real, what we had seen with the the with the dissolving or the snap moment, mm-hmm. that that was more of a an annoying thing than actually them coming back a couple of films later. Yes. Mm. That make any sense? Mm. I don't know if that does. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think yep. if you didn't have that five year gap, it would be a lot more annoying. I think yeah. the five year gap shows that they've had to go through the effort of there's been a price, there's been like a toll for bringing everyone back. It's not as yeah, it's not just a matter of weeks. As, okay, we fixed it. It's like, we fixed mm. it, but have we got more to fix. If we mm. yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't think it spoils much in saying phase four does take a look at that. Like what happens when they suddenly try and go back to their normal lives when five years have passed? Mm. Like what's changed? Um, it's definitely interesting. This, this, this lingers. Well, that's what I mean. Sure. Like as much like, yeah, it sets up some intrigue, doesn't yeah. it? Which the five year gap, yeah. I guess, really does help with that. Yes, for sure. Uh, helps the writers out. A lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, 2014 Nebula impersonating her future self uses the time machine to transport 2014 Thanos and his warship to the present. All I can hear saying this is my dad being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I can just hear my dad Can't right you now. watch a proper film? <laughs> I watch a proper film. Um, which he then uses to destroy the Avengers compound. Present day Nebula convinces... Oh. Audio commentary. Facts. Oh, Jesus. There was a draft. It sounded like a fart in the bath. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? A bit like a depth charge. <laughs> there was, there was a, a draft of the script where Thanos, when he made his entrance after having sort of burst through the, the time machine and with his ship, was going to throw 2012 Cap's decapitated head on the floor upon arriving to wow. the present <laughs> to show that he pursued them to, uh, like, pursued them to <laughs> Earth as well. <laughs> <laughs> they said oh, it would have amazing. been. They said it would have been too messy to explain. But what an image it would have been! Oh, I would have. <laughs> yeah. I would have been cheering. I think if that happened. <laughs> Present day Nebula convinces 2014 Gamora to betray Thanos, but is unable to convince 2014 Nebula and kills her. Age-old story. Over- <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanos overpowers Stark, Thor, and a Mjolnir wielding Rogers. We're going to get into that, and summons his army to retrieve the stones, intent on using them to destroy the universe and create a new one. Now, before we get into the big battle, I'm going to do a little build-up to it as well. We have to talk about Steve Rogers mm. wielding 
Mjolnir. Rob, like an incredible payoff to something that was planted mm. seeds way back in Age of Ultron. Yeah, and during the party scene at Age of Ultron, he mm. just nudges it a, a slight bit. But then there's the, there's the talk as well. Is there's two ways you could look at it. Did he just nudge it back then, or did Cap know he could lift it and he just didn't? And didn't mm. want to upset Thor in that situation, yeah. And then I imagine when Vision picked it up, he was like... <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love Thor's reaction when once um, the camera spins round and you've mm. got that wonderful moment of Cap holding the hammer. Because in the party scene in, in Age of Ultron, when there's only one person that watches that hammer slightly nudge and it is Thor. Yeah. And Cap walks away and there's a wonderful moment where Thor takes a sip of a beer and goes like, ha, uh, nothing. Yeah. Um, just like, no, nothing, you didn't do it. But then obviously in Endgame, and Thor is a wonderful thing that Thor always has to be right. Yeah. When Cap's holding the hammer, he's like, I knew it. Also, <laughs> like, what a moment on. for him where he started off the film feeling very unworthy and to mm-hmm. not be threatened by the fact that Cap is worthy as well. He doesn't sort of, diminish yeah. his own worthiness he's like he's so happy in that moment do you want the little one? <laughs> oh, it's such a good moment so before we also get into the final battle as well colin had you forgotten about stark's impending doom at this point or did you go into this final battle thinking okay here we go yeah i i i knew it was coming and final battle time is probably the best time okay. for it to happen yeah mm-hmm. okay um yeah i, I, I saw it coming i, I was feeling okay. it. you just love that every swing that thor does is for thanos's head literally yes every single swing he does throughout the whole of that final fight he is going for the head amazing he's not fucking about this no. time i love it and i'd never noticed that until you told me when we were watching that yeah, yeah. a restored Stephen strange arrives with other sorcerers the restored avengers and guardians of the galaxy the ravagers the armies of wakanda and asgard to fight thanos's army carol danvers captain marvel also arrives and destroys thanos's warship but thanos overpowers her and seizes the gauntlet stark steals the stones and uses them to disintegrate thanos and his heart army but at the cost of his life i've got a list of all my favorite highlights during that battle sequence um rob any particular highlights for you maybe we'll uh try Um, and combat them together ka-ching 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 marvel money shot (laughs) (laughs) when oh i forgot (laughs) sorry that sounded painful that one (laughs) (laughs) it's a chunky load (laughs) no i might have to cut that bit sorry (laughs) that's my band name (laughs) that's not being cut i'm good i'm cool with it (laughs) (laughs) so the shot of cap with the light hitting him ready to take on a whole army before the portals open he's just tightened up that shield him on his own yeah thousands of people in front of him and all he does is tighten the shield he doesn't have to say i could do this all day it's literally just the act of him tightening that shield and the score kicking in and you can you can fully imagine that if those portals had opened he would have just yep kept fighting yeah amazing moment i've got like you i've got a list Hmm. i absolutely love the callback to civil war it's a tiny one it's a really nice little see people moan about fan service but i think like a lot of it goes under the radar, I think. So there's a nice moment where Black Panther, he's back on the field and he says to Hawkeye, you know, he goes, Clint, give me the gauntlet. And in Civil War, when he first meets him, 
Hawkeye says, hi, I'm Clint. And Black Panther says, I don't care. <laughs> so it's nice that mm. he is now referring to him as Clint. Mm-hmm. It's just a nice little tiny moment. Yeah, I love Thanos headbutting Captain Marvel and she doesn't even blink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wanda is a, a really, really fucking cathartic moment where she yeah. comes in and he's, she's like, you took everything from me. So I don't know who you are. She's like, you will. <laughs> and I think we talk about in Avengers how they're really good at showing you, right, okay, Hulk can't lift Thor's hammer, but if Thor's hammer hits Steve Shield, this happens, like, and if he yeah, lightning hits yeah. Tony, it's just really good at setting those things up. And I, the thing I noticed this time that's really fucking interesting, they've just shown Thanos's big helicopter sword thing smack the shit and break out, break Cap's shield in half, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Wanda breaks his sword. So it's like, yeah. holy fuck, mm-hmm. she is not How fucking around. She? Yeah. And it's the first time you've really seen her unleashed. Yeah. Uh, Stark hugging Peter. Yes. It, yeah. That's, I mean, because that's what Peter's always been after. I mean, it calls, it calls back yet again to that moment in Homecoming where they're in the back of the car, right? I think it's the first scene of Homecoming. Mm. And I think Tony leans over. And, oh, Peter's like, oh, okay, this is nice, and gives him a hug, and Tony's only opening the car yeah, door like, for him. <laughs> not a hug, I'm just opening the door for you. Mm. <laughs> We're not there So yet. then Peter, Peter comes swinging down, and he's like, um, oh, um, remember when I was, like, uh, whatever, disintegrating, and then I was with uh, Stephen Strange, and he says, we've got to go fight to you, and he starts doing his swirly bit, and he starts talking about all this thing, and all Tony does is just hug him. Mm. And then the scene ends with Peter just saying, oh, this is nice, and then we go on to the rest of the battle. Something nice I noticed this time around as well, I'd seen pointed out on Twitter, I only noticed it this time around, is Tony, when he's getting that inspiration to do come up with time travel, he looks at a picture of him and Peter, and Peter's holding his fake Stark diploma upside down. So it's inverted. Yeah. And the next scene, he comes up with the inverted Mobius strip, and that's what makes him figure out huh. time travel. Interesting. So I like to think that's his little inspiration moment. Oh, okay, it's got to be inverted to, to do it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, some some sometimes people look into stuff and you go, oh, that's bullshit. Other times you go, oh, no, I like to think that's right. That could work, yeah. I like during the battle sequence, briefly seeing the background Drax just stabbing everyone and everything in sight. Yes. So he hasn't changed, which mm. I love. All the little bits with Doctor Strange in that battle, uh, Stark walks up to him and says, one in 14 million, you saw. Is this the one we win? And I think it was the line, if I tell you what happens, it won't happen, which is very um, impending. Uh, uh, the, the the women sequence, um, where all the women get their all, all together and get their own little fight sequence, I did mention it during the film. It makes fuck all sense. <laughs> yeah. But I'm here for it. And to be honest, when it works, because when I was watching it in the cinema with uh, my beautiful fiance Anna, uh, she is as quiet as anything and just emotionless during all films. And then when all the women got together and then all piled in and then started kicking ass, she cheered and she said that was her favourite moment. Mm. So uh, it works. I, I love that. Um, yeah. Not all moments have to be for everyone. No, it's exactly. Nice. I was I was looking into this thing. There was a, a um, storyboard artist said that he did a frame that was just so perfect. The guy's surname is... is it, I think it's my my nerding or my my nerding. I don't know how you pronounce mm-hmm. it. I apologise. But he says Spider Man is about to be thrown. He did this frame where Spider Man's about to be thrown through the air by Hulk, and then you pull back to see that Giant Man is holding Hulk in his hand, and he throws both of them. 
<laughs> so Hulk throws Spider-Man at the same time that Giant Man throws Hulk. I was like, that would have been awesome. ridiculous, but amazing. Hmm. I like Giant Man punching the Leviathan because it's very yeah. satisfying. Peter and Gamora finally having a bit of a... <laughs> yeah. When they meet each other, and Gamora has no clue who he's, he is. He's um, acting in that and, moment when he sees her again. is. It's, it's a really nice, it's brief, but a really nice he, moment. He doesn't know that's past Gamora. He just thinks he's got Gamora back. Um, and I think he's a what, hugger or kiss her or something. Yeah. And um, she kicks him. <laughs> yeah, and line. then she kicks him again. And then he hits the floor. And that's that great line where he's laying in agony on the floor. And he's like, um, what is it? You missed the first time. You got <laughs> it both the second time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, oh, really so we've good. listed all these different things. Uh, oh. So Colin did all this have enough to keep you engaged because we know it's a long film and it's mm. this, by this point we're approaching the three hour point mm. did we still have you uh, for the final battle like i've said with a lot of the action scenes in these films i, I kind of just switch off a bit this one i didn't switch off as much that's because it felt mm -hmm. like there was a little bit more on the line I, like i had yep. the feeling that iron man was on his way out and you know it was mm -hmm. it was another version of the the team versus thanos which i'm always up for seeing because at this point in time, Thanos is like the most badass villain and he's a yep. powerful guy. And that, that weapon that he came down with was pretty epic as well. So mm -hmm. I wanted to see him fly in, like just hover in. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the Mary cool, yeah, yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and obviously, you know, this was the first time we saw everyone come back from the snap. So yep. that element in itself was enough to be like, just a reminder of everyone and their powers and, you know, the little mm -hmm. team-up moments and that. It was a good yeah. one, man. As far as action scenes go, this one's one that would... I mean, I don't remember all of the ins and outs like you mm. guys do, but then I haven't seen mm -hmm. it as many times and that. But um, it's definitely one that would st stay up there in terms of highlights of action scenes. And obviously there were some big moments in it uh, at the end yeah. and stuff. Great. So, um, and then, of course, the death of Tony Stark. So... Uh, how was his death handled for you, Colin? Um, did they do the death justice? I'm not going to bother asking you if you cried. I just want to know whether the scene worked for you. Yeah, I think it worked. I mean, look, I'm probably not the right person to give a proper... I mean, because I just... I'm not as invested with all these guys as, as most people probably would have been at this point. Um, mm -hmm. It was an emotional moment. It didn't get me, to be honest. Um, in terms of crying, it didn't get me, but it was definitely emotional. Um but then that, I don't know if it was more or less emotional than the Black Widow one. I think they, they nailed the emotional moments in this one when they needed to. Um, yeah. It didn't bring tears to my eyes, but I think that's just because I'm not, you know, if I had been watching it from 2008 and it's now, what year did this come out? 2020, uh, 2019. 2019. I mean, Christ. Uh, maybe, I, yeah. maybe I would be a hell of a lot more invested in these characters because mm -hmm. that's a long time to stick around with something. Yeah. You know? like, that's mm. a long time to... Um, I can understand why there would be, you know, much more of an emotional impact on on the viewer if if you have been with it for that long, because yep. that is a long time to have stuck around with something. A decade of mm -hmm. your life is is crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I was also I was getting slightly distracted by the blubbering sounds that were coming to my left throughout this moment <laughs> in the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even mock him because it wasn't. No, just no, him. no, I'm joking. I'm joking. It was, it was uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it didn't get me. But it was a good send off for him, I think. I don't, I don't know yeah. if maybe there's a. I'm sure there might be some people out there, hardcore fans, that might have had a, a problem with it, maybe. But I. I yeah, um, there's, a, there's a backlash for sure. What is the backlash? Um, there's, 
What is the backlash? They, they want him back. They, they, they think Marvel made a mistake in killing him. Nah. And to the point, I think a bunch of people in LA got together once and put money together to create a massive billboard in LA saying, like, bring Tony Stark back, Marvel, you know, stuff like that. Really? But, um, to pay for healthcare yeah. in America, just spend the money on that. Yeah. yeah you know. never know when you're going to fall over or Obviously, hurt your leg or it's something. A, it, it's a, a tiny. Yeah, yeah. It's a tiny corner of that fandom but, but do you um, agree with that fandom though no, no 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 don't he's done don't bring him back and and robert downey jr is very adamant as well he's but done. also i mean um, look he's not getting any younger he i mean i know no. i know they played him up to look pretty battered and old and aged mm-hmm. in this one but he's not exactly you know he's, yeah. he's getting know. on and um, these films yeah they're, they're going to get less and less believable when you've got friggin wrinkly guys in the suits doing it yeah you know um so yeah I, I don't know what the, i mean i get the backlash again like if you're Maybe they just are so into the character they don't want to see him again. Because he's he's got an iron, man. Oh, (laughs) fuck's sake. As soon as I said as soon as I said wrinkled, Rob let out a little noise, but I was like, that's not quite yeah. a laugh. I think that set his brain into so I knew so it was coming. <laughs> so he woke up. Uh. Rather than laugh, it was a huh. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Oh, give me give me fifteen seconds, I'll have a pun for you. There's like a Rolodex of puns. <laughs> and my at any one point, I'm not really listening, I'm just filtering yeah. through it going, right, wrinkles, wrinkles, iron man, iron, iron, iron wrinkles. <laughs> And then oh, there's no um, processing to see whether it's a good pun or not. It just gets yeah. thrown at the wall. Look, for for the listeners' sake, it's better for you guys to talk about this moment because it's clearly a massive moment in the in the franchise. Mm. And and it, obviously, you know, mm. it, it was a big it was a big moment in the film. It it didn't like massively affect me, but that's just because of who I am and yeah. how I've watched these films. But I'm sure you guys have got a lot more to give to the listeners about it than me. Mm. So let's hear it, Rob. Does it land for you? Hundred percent. Tony's performance in it, it's... I mean, you see death scenes in films um, and a lot of the time they can be really hammy or, you know, blown out or they could have easily have had Tony start his big, long... I mean, he, he does his eulogy in the following scene, but they could have easily have done a version of this where he's doing that on his deathbed, but they subvert it. The, the, you know, the, the guy who's the chattiest and the guy who's the wittiest and always got a, a line for something, for every moment. All he can say in that final moment is, hey, Pep, and he can barely say that. Yep. He's just staring unblinkingly, and it's it's really, I hate to say it, but a stark image. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That is... Now, there's a couple of times during that sequence, I think he literally passes away, or he, he, he wants to pass away, yeah. and Pep literally grabs his face and is like, I'm not done talking to you yet. Yeah, you go we're going to be minute. okay. And, and that yeah. is what got me this time. So I think I'll chat to you about it on the way to the car. So like, since being a dad, I never had any thought about my own mortality. In fact, being you know, having a depressive past, I probably didn't really care about it that much. But since being a dad, the idea of... Um, not leaving your kids, in you know, okay. You know, I mean, you want to know, you would want to know that everyone in your family is okay before. Yep. And I don't know, it just hit me differently. Um, the last two times I've watched it, and I've never really sobbed at it before. But um, the last few times, I was a, I've been a bit yeah. of a mess. And and the whole moment with Peter as well, when he comes over and he's like, "Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, we won, we won," and then he calls him Tony for the first time. For the first time. Yeah, he's like, as if like that was going to, that would be what will snap him out of it if I call him Tony. 
It's mm. uh, yeah, it's just so well played. Yeah, there's there's also a, a little moment where when Thanos actually does dust, he sort of falls to his knees. And I don't know if you remember in Infinity War, there's a line where he says, uh, "I know how it feels to lose. It turns the legs to jelly." And the, you know, mm-hmm. he loses, and first thing he does is fall fall down. They have to sit, sit down because he can't yeah. comprehend it. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, of course. I, I, yeah, I think they did it. Cut it oh, out. You, he set me up, the motherfucker. George, what did you think? Yeah, I know. There's a deleted scene in which... Oh, my God. They, this is extended. You see, I think you see Cap and you see Thor sort of have a tear in the film. But this is extended in the um, deleted scene in which every hero on that battlefield takes the knee as a sign of respect. And you see Gamora leave... And they said, well, the funeral scene kind of does that mm. as well. Yeah, so it's so it's, do it twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think was the right choice, but it is out there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, George, what do you think? Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> um, I, I think they did it perfectly. Of course they did. Um, we've said it so many times throughout the course of this podcast that, you know, Stark, and we've, we've deliberately mentioned this, I think, many times, that Stark can never just stop. You know, he has that scene with, pepper at the beginning of this film when the, the time heist is first pitched to him and he, he figures out time travel and he says to pepper that a part of him just wants to take what he's figured out put it in a box and throw it in the bottom of the river and she asks him you can but will you rest and of course we know the answer to that stark always had and will always have this guilt inside of him from everything he did in the past and you know he's redeemed his previous mistakes maybe tenfold the world forgave him but stark never forgave himself and it's what drove a lot of the drama in civil war and it's i think it's kind of what drives him here as well so so when he's dying and, and pepper is refusing to let him go until she lets him know it's okay will be okay and you can rest now stark gets to not die knowing the world is going to be okay that everyone's loved ones are back and that Pepper and Morgan are going to be okay. And it's when he realises that and knows that he lets go. Um, and it's it's devastating. And she it's lets perfect. go as well. She, she lets go of him as well. Her performance yeah. is brilliant in that bit. Mm-hmm. And I rarely say that about Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. I love her in Royal Tenenbaums and this. <laughs> She's, uh, it's a lovely performance. So she holds back all that emotion until he slips away. And then then yeah. she shows that it's breaking her. It's, um, yeah. yeah, it's really, really nice. It was really well done. There's a great bit early on as well, like you talking about him asking her about time travel. Mm-hmm. You see how far Tony's come. He asks her, and I fully believe that if she just said, no, you shouldn't do it, just leave it, yeah. he would have. I think he, I don't think he would have. He might have been unrested, but he, I think he was asking 100%. her. 100%, for... and, she, and she knows that as well. That's how perfect they are together, in mm. that she, she, does, she could say, throw it in the bottom of the river. But he's he he has this knowledge now. Mm. She knows him well enough that by telling him not to do it, he'll he'll do it. But will he be able to rest? No. And she says that. Yeah, it's it's great. So following Stark's funeral, Thor appoints Valkyrie as the new king of Asgard and joins the Guardians. Rogers returns the stones and Mjolnir to their proper timelines and remains to live with Carter in the past and in the present an elderly Rogers passes his shield to Sam Wilson. Lots to digest and uh, unpack here. Shall I start by saying cheeseburgers? Because oh, fuck me. Yeah, um, funeral scene. In the... 
audio commentary track. Oh, it's not even track, is it? It's facts. <laughs> it's very late, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was the most difficult day to schedule for obvious reasons. Because <laughs> they so had to get they, everyone for yeah. that one shot. They told everyone that wasn't in the know that it was um, a wedding, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, all right. So they told everyone, yes, we're going to suit you up and we've got a wedding scene to film. You're going to get your script when you arrive on set. Um, and then when most of the cast arrived, they realised they were filming a funeral scene for Tony Stark. Very, very clever. And yeah, the cheeseburger. So obviously when in Iron Man 1, when Tony Stark has escaped the cave, um, he's picked up by Happy at the airport and he says, is there anything I can get you? And Tony says, cheeseburgers. Yeah, that's my first and trivia. It, yeah, I was going to say. It was say, your first yeah. ever trivia as well. And we, we'd obviously seen Endgame by then. So, Colin, we've been building this up for so I long. Think, um, I actually do think one of you said at that point, you were like, that, that means a hell of a lot more on this watch or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when Happy and Morgan are sitting together um, at the end of the funeral, he mm. says, is there anything I can get you? And she says, cheeseburgers. And he said, um, your dad loved cheeseburgers. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. And it's yeah, just horrendous. Every time, yeah. Jeez. As a child performance as well, she she's really good. I think the reaction when he says, your dad liked cheeseburgers, and she sort of, it's, I don't think it's a performance choice. It's just a kid being a kid. But she's staring yeah. off blankly and she sort of goes, okay. And that's the kind of thing a kid would say because they yeah, don't know how to comprehend yeah. all this yeah. adult grief and all this stuff. But obviously it's just a kid being a bit wooden, but at the same time, yeah, it works It works for that moment. Yeah, really well. And some, for some reason, her saying, okay, and not knowing what yeah. to do with that information is uh, heartbreaking. And uh, your favourite kid was back. Oh, oh, yep, yep. I did notice progressively as they were going further and further back of the line, I was starting to go, wait, who was that from? What, what's that person from again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who was that from? And we see He's an aged a ton. Yeah. yeah. An older, annoying kid from the worst film ever made. That's <laughs> ever made. No, no, come on, it's not that bad. It's definitely not five stars. You gave Ant Man lower. So me, me saying it's the, the me saying it's the worst film ever made is just as ridiculous as giving it five stars. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so um, Thor handing over the throne to Valkyrie. Colin, are you excited to see what an Asgardless Thor looks like? But also, should he have joined the rest of the OGs and exited in this movie too? It's it's interesting that he he sort of wasn't regarded. Well, it doesn't feel like he was regarded as one of the mains in this. I guess. But yeah, um, we lose a lot of our OGs. Yeah, but we Thor lose a lot stays. of them. Yeah, that's interesting. That hadn't actually crossed my mind at that point, but. I mean, is is it as is it as business like as it's just a contractual thing, or is it like? Uh, I think he just he 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 just he wanted to stay on, and stay, Disney were enough. happy to keep him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy to. Well, as long as yeah, I guess I'm happy to see him stay. Okay. Good. And we have a new Captain America. Yeah. I know you didn't see that coming. No, um, no. So you have the ultimate poker face when watching these movies. Um, mm. But when Steve handed the shield to Sam, you did say, interesting. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you care to elaborate? Well, I just, I, I was definitely not expecting Captain America to call it yep. a day from this film so that along with the fact of now we essentially have a new captain america that that is interesting <laughs> i think that's yeah. quite an apt response <laughs> I think that's really interesting yeah, I think that's really interesting um yeah man i mean look i was not expecting chris evans to be done to be honest yeah i think this one i think robert downey jr got told we're wrapping it up um scarlett johansson was kind of almost a last minute thing because it was meant to be hawkeye Mm. and then but chris evans was like 
can I can I go? Really interesting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because obviously, I mean, up until this one, I'd kind of been shitting on him a bit as mm-hmm. feeling like he was sort of phoning it in and, and not really bringing a whole lot to the table. Yep. From an acting point of view. And I mean, maybe maybe this is the case because he knew it was the last one. I feel like in this one, he really did bring it, man. Like it felt yeah. it felt like a different version of the Steve Rogers I had come to mm-hmm. to know up until this point, and and a much more likable. I think Rob touched on it earlier about him just being a little bit more moving away from just the stringent military dude and having a bit more it's of like a human. personality yeah. and yeah humanity mm-hmm. to him. And I really enjoyed that. So it was kind of like bittersweet, really. It's like. A film yeah, where I sure. wouldn't be shitting on Captain America, which is normally a fun thing for me to do with these films. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of it, he's sort of hanging up his shield, I guess. Um, yeah. um, and Chris Evans is leaving on incredible terms with Disney. Uh, he's always still, you know, in any interview he's ever done from now on, people still talk about your Captain America and stuff like this. And he's, he's um, yeah, uh, he's, he talks about his time in Marvel in high regard. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing sour or sinister about him leaving he just decided that was my time yeah exactly and i, I would say like Cap, yeah. yeah by this point in time when you've been you know in in a franchise for this long and and you mm-hmm. leave on a way like that i'd very be very surprised if it was on bad terms i mean yeah just even the way they gave him the sign off kind of proves that there was no bang you know if you, no, if suddenly no, shit's going wrong with the company you might not get such a good send-off in in the movie yeah. um it's a it's a beautiful send off. And mm. um, Rob, do you think Bucky knew the plan? Because yeah. he kind of he turns around and then kind of says to Sam, "Go on." Like it feels like he's already mm. said his goodbyes previously to. Yeah, and I think Steve, I the think. fact they do that whole like, uh, you know, don't do anything. Uh, what's he said? Don't do anything stupid. How can I? Yeah. You're taking all the stupid with you. It's, yeah, um, he knows the plan. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a nice moment for them. Were and, you guys uh, expecting I... that? No. no, no. Wow, that must have hit no. you guys hard then. Uh, I, yeah, I... I really loved um, his old man performance. It's just little things yeah. in his mm. movements and mm. the way he's talking. It's 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 a subtle thing, but it, it was really really nice. Just like when he sort of his hands juddering a little bit, and he's sort of just it's just got like an old. It's hard to explain. Just like an old person mm. sort of shake i guess yeah in, in his yeah. movements and sort of unsteadiness yeah mm-hmm. it's really i love that cap kind of goes out on his own terms like um he he did put everything on hold his whole life for yeah. um to do what he wanted to do avenging i guess um and i i love the fact that he did something selfless at the end he 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 went back in time he did what he needed to do he put mjolnir back he put all the infinity stones back and then decided I think I'm going to stay. Yeah. And like he says, I I think I got me one of those lives that Tony kept kept telling me to get. Mm. And yeah. And it's it's so beautiful. It chokes me up just as much as Stark's death as well. And um I mean how they managed to work this out that they they paid the the, the dance off as well like mm. before he goes back into the ice in that in the first avenger he says uh, what we're going to meet at this club the stork club i think it was the question in our yeah. quiz that i'm never allowed to do again um, <laughs> and he says be there and we're gonna we're gonna have a dance and obviously goes down into the ice wakes up in present day post credit scene mm-hmm. nick fury's there he's in the middle of Times square and nick fury's like are you okay and he's like i had a date and mm. he he we we it ends the film. It's our final image of him in Peggy's Still living room. Still one of my favourite endings to a Marvel film. 
And the, the, what I've noticed this time as well, and I've watched this so many times, is that the door is wide open. Mm. It, I, I, I literally think that was the first time they've they've seen each other. He's just walked in, and the first thing he wanted to do was dance with her. I'm about to cry. Let's move on. Fuck. Um, right. So, anything I've missed? I in, in that last moment, I just love his... Um, Sam said, and how was it about when he said you had a... He says something either went... Uh, we see that as he has, he hands the shield over, we see a ring, don't we? And Sam yeah. clocks the ring as well. And he says, uh, when he says, oh, i got one of those lives Tony was telling me to get, and he's like, how was it? And he said, it was beautiful. And just the way he says it is amazing. Oh. There's also a fan theory. Could it be? Could it be? I don't know. It's a fan theory. <laughs> I had to pull that one out. <laughs> Been sitting on that one. So... During Civil War, do you remember Peggy's funeral? Yep. At the back of the the line no. of pallbearers. No. I, I like this as a fan theory. <laughs> it's not been confirmed by anyone, but there's an older man holding the back of the coffin, and I like to think it's Cap. <laughs> I mean, he obviously is there, or in that timeline, I mean. Yeah. Because he... Yeah, it got back with Peggy. Um, who knows? But I, I think like that think might, it that's it's a not stretch. It's not been confirmed, but it's a nice little fan theory, a bit like the young Peter Parker yeah. in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Although yes. Feige was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> with <that> one, but... <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Um, so, ratings. Mm-hmm. Colin Brain, mm. Avengers Endgame, out of five. Yeah, I've been, I've been bouncing around between two scores for this one and I think because I'm because I've been chatting to you boys today and I'm in a bit of a good mood I'm going to give it the higher of the two um, so it's four stars for me I mean oh, there was there was a second then when I was like it's going to do it but Dude, then of course honestly like, have you listened no, no, to no, what no. I've been saying I, I know I know I know that, but that's that's just me it's I, a I, light I, fall I will always be the optimist <laughs> it's, a, it's a light fall because um, yeah. I I'll do I four. do I do think Infinity War is a better film and I did give that a four. Um but I feel like there was there was more that I disliked in this one, but it had some of the, such big moments and some yeah. massive emotional moments and some crazy and and it was a it was you know, it felt like a finale and there were some things wrapped up. So mm-hmm. I think I'd be giving it a disservice to only give it a three and a half, to be honest. Um yeah. so yeah, four four stars for me. Lovely. Robert Trott, out of five. I've Issues with the way they deal with Hulk, but it's a five. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I, I don't I don't need to say anything. It's clearly a five from me. I said everything I needed to say at the beginning of this episode, I think. Um so I won't go into it all again. I will repeat though that I think this film is a miracle. It ticks all the boxes of moving the story forward, whilst also paying tribute to the stories and the characters of the past and excitingly kind of setting up what's to come. Uh, it's a five-day, it's a five-star all day long. Um, five-day, yeah. all-stars long. It's a five-day, all day long. Fuck you. <laughs> I love it. You know too much for your own good. Now that's what I call using the old head. So, next on my list is trivia. Yep. Do you need um, a couple of minutes, mate? <laughs> I've, I've <laughs> got something. I've oh, got nice. something, but it's the, it's the you're, clutchiest. You're first of, this time as well. Ooh. Am I... Brilliant. Okay. Well, it's very short. I'm not going to read it from anything because I I think I read it earlier on today. So, after Hulk does the snap and brings everyone back, there's this moment where 
the shutters open up because just they they did like a little controlled explosion just in case it really goes off. They they shut everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. The shutters come back up and Scott Lang, Ant Man walks out, and he says, "I think we did it." And what that what the editors did in that scene as well and the sound designs um what they did was when scott lang is walking out in the whole build-up to the this sequence the atmos track in the background is almost silence all we hear is the character's dialogue and the uh the, the score mm-hmm. when the shutters come back up they and scott's walking out they hid ever so slightly in the atmos track in the background birds tweeting which gave subconsciously the audience the sense that life was back mm-hmm. before obviously thanos then shoots them all when the action sequence starts there's that little semblance of peace um with the birds that's all i've got that's nice that's not bad man <sighs> it's not a is that it which i think happened no. at the end of yeah, the last brilliant. avengers trivia, so, yeah. 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 if 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 rob gets this has he won the saga oh wait what is the score wait don't tell me because i don't want it to influence anything don't okay. tell me what the score is i don't even want people to think that that's influenced the the result so go on, Rob, mate, you go. Right. I don't know about you, Colin. <laughs> Unlike the Avengers, I believe there's little point in dwelling in the past and things that you can't change. If you changed even the smallest thing, then who knows what positive and amazing things in your life would be different or not there at all. So my trivia is a little different this episode. Taking nice. a bit of a gamble. Prick. Okay. Nearly four years ago, I went to see Avengers Endgame. And not long after that, we found out that my little boy Max was on his way. Not to go into details, but he started that journey the same night we went to see Avengers Endgame. (laughs) Not long after, I got a text from George to tell me that he was going to be a dad too. And we hadn't told him about Max, and naturally my response was a gif of Thanos snapping. In fact, me and George, being bored dads, birthed our first podcast and now this one. So to me... More than most films, especially ones I have character issues with, this one has to be a five-star film for me. The odds were 14,605,000, but it ended up playing its part in a journey of fatherhood, family, new friendships, and adventure. And for that, I love it 3,000. Oh, my God. Why is trivia making me cry? Yeah, I actually, like... (laughs) I think I've got some hair coming up on my arms. You can't actually see it. But yeah, that was great, man. I mean, let's be honest, yep. George. Yeah. Yep. Yours was point. good, but I think... I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> please, do, please do to Rob what you did to me during Ragnarok. He does that whole thing and you going, I think we know. It's George. <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> I think it's we George. Know. <laughs> nah, Rob, you get it, man. That was nice. Thank I like you. that. I like that. Yes, we we both we both did find out that both kids. That's were crazy. I didn't know that. Around opening night of Avengers Endgame, which yeah, Avengers is quite babies. scary. What it says, how much we love these films. George, uh, did you listen to the audio commentary? No. I, I, you know what? Because you have listed so many facts in this thing. Just that, that bird one, that was in the audio commentary. Ooh. There's been Ooh. so many bits you've read, and I was like, he's listened to the fucking commentary, hasn't he? He's trying <laughs> he's to catch me you. out. <laughs> there was one at your opening, like about Trin Tran, the um, producer yeah. that said, we should just kill him. I was like, that was yeah. in the audio commentary. Mm. I, I was like, he, he's, he's upped his game. He's, he's coming into my world. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I So the dare. score. Do you want to know the score now? Yeah, yeah go on then. Who won? It's currently 12 10. 
to me. Oh, so I oh, cannot win the saga. That's not it, though, is it? No, there's one more. Yeah. No, if it's 12, 10 to him, we've got one yeah. film left of the All saga. Right. So that is it. Rob, you have won the Infinity well, we, Saga. We, I mean, we could make it really interesting on the last one. Could be up for two points. Uh, but uh, then that's harsh. Then that's it would harsh. only be a draw, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, Rob, wow. Okay, we'll here, just see if he can get a free lead, three-point mm. lead on the next well one. Well done, mate. I'll, 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 I'll smash you in the multiverse saga. In the, in, in the <laughs> words of Cap, it was beautiful. <laughs> and, in, and for me, in the words of Cap, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. God. Uh, uh, right, uh, there's no post-credit scene to discuss, really, so we won't be doing that cheeky little thing at the end of ding, this episode. Ding, All you literally hear ding. is, yeah, ding, 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 and it's the sound taken from the film of Stark creating the first Iron Man suit back in that cave way back in Iron Man. I like do have that. a bit of an anecdote on that because we waited around, everyone waited for the, to see if there was going to be anything next. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you hear the ding, 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 and this guy behind me went, oh, Tony's coming back, and his girlfriend oh. went, no, he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I mean, how do you put a post-credit scene on the back of this film? Well, the, the last sort of 10 minutes is the post-credit scene, isn't it? It's it sets like, up so much, yeah. 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 yeah, you didn't need anything else. So then, Colin. Don't even think about asking me this one, mate, because I haven't got a frigging clue. <laughs> like we've said, um, this is not the end of Phase yeah, 3. what's going to end um, it now? And it's not the end of the Infinity Saga. We do have one film left. It's, uh, remember, we, we, we don't want you to think it's a massive, no, 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 epic of course, of course. movie. But, um, because, I, well, also, I don't think we're going to see anything like Endgame for a long, long time, if ever. But do you want to see a returning hero? I mean, or a or a new hero. I've got a question. Okay. Given what's happened at the end of Endgame, yeah. who do you think is the best character suited to follow up and check in on from a character standpoint? After the events of everything that's just happened. Yeah. Mm, let's have a think. I mean, it'd be cool to see Peter Parker again now, Tom Holland, because I mean he's just lost Tony Stark. So that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, the um, I feel like we didn't really see enough of the Guardians throughout this, but with um, St- Star Lord, yeah, he's now he saw like is it Gamora? Yeah. Mm. So there's a, is there a version of Gamora now that's around? The- there is a the 2014 Gamora is yeah. now in our present day, and just okay. before we see Thor join the Asgardians of the galaxy, yeah. um, Star Lord is looking at something on the computer, looking for Gamora, ah. but she cannot be located. So he's trying to find. Okay, her. so maybe another Guardians film at some point that would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Thor is an interesting person to follow on because he's sort of like the remaining OG, although he's in. Yeah, man, and Doctor Strange is still knocking about as well. Mm-hmm. And now we've got a new Captain America. We've got Valkyrie, who's the... So, like, yeah. King I mean, of Asgard. Yeah, it could go in many, many ways. But where does... I mean, Captain Marvel, right? Like, as much as that film was cool, like, it feels like she's only going to pop up now when they need, like, the most overpowered person on the, in the universe. Cause, mm-hmm. or, or it's just going to make all of the battles be pointless, really, because yeah. the way she if, can If she can take a headbutt from Thanos, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really see her being in it too much, to be honest, which is a little bit of a shame when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. But not bothered about seeing Ant-Man again. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there anyone else? Hawkeye would be cool. Um, there's a, we've we've got loads. We get yeah, Hawkeye as Hulk, well. Is yeah, it? smart Hulk, but I'm not fussed. Hulk. About. I mean, we won't get a standalone um, Hulk anyway, will we? So, no. 
know, it makes it uh, it's difficult. Um, so, but then, but one. then also, this is, but this is ending the this is ending the thing, isn't it? So yes, but not remember, yes, not but in no. an epic way. It's, okay. it's kind of like an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's an epilogue. So yeah, name one, Colin. Mm. Personally, who do you want to see next? I'd like to see Guardians next. Okay. So, Colin, mm. join us next episode where we will be watching Spider-Man. Oh. Far From Home. Okay. Well, Peter Parker was actually the first one I mentioned, so maybe it that was, was subconsciously sure was. there. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of moved on that, too far from him that I forgot about him, so yeah. It's all right. And then after and then that? And after that is Phase 4, baby. Sorry, what and was the name of the Spider-Man? Far From Home. Okay. So Epis, the first Spider-Man was Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've got Far From Home. And yes, after after that, it's Phase 4 and the beginning what? of a brand new saga. Madness. New trivia, baby. Yeah. And trivia resets. We okay. start again. I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm excited to see another Spider-Man, actually. Mm. I'm excited for that one. We shall see. Rob, say bye. Bye. Colin, say bye. Bye. Next time we meet, let it be in peace and friendship. This is as far as you're going to get tonight. Such valuable stuff. All in a nice work. Sweet dreams, little friends. We have not seen the last of him.